It's a newfound animal species. Yeah. But no, we can, we can just talk about I'm just saying. We could do aliens. Even I'm come, no, saying. I'm agreeing with you. It even comes off like a jellyfish. Essentially, it's just it's a jellyfish. I would argue if it's meant to be this planet, this reality we're living in, that is an alien who's just hiding in the clouds. Nope stands what? for not of planet Earth. So, I mean, okay. that's what I'm, I mean, I know it's not defined, but I, that's the assumption I took. I'm just saying, but, if we find an animal in the, you know, Marina Trench or Mariana Trench or whatever like that, we're not going to call it an alien. It's still of Earth. It's just a different area. Don't you think we would have found one in the sky by now? The only explanation is like, that thing is not from here. I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I, I do. What if it's that. a kaiju? Is this the cold open? <laughs> This Ooh. is. Uh, we're having. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, let's go right <laughs> off that. I, I want to build off with it. What if it's a kaiju? What if this is a start of the kaiju movie here? The kaiju you know verse and like... Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Jordan Peele kaiju verse. I'm here for it. Let's go. I'd watch. <laughs> I, you, you got me sort of interested in an idea game. What, what do you got in mind with this? Oh, shit. Well, hey, a couple like weeks that. ago, a couple weeks ago, Seth asked if any of us had seen the movie Life, and I was like, "You mean that Venom prequel?" <laughs> and that's kind of what this is turning into, right? This is a kaiju uh, no, prequel. This is the prequel to Pacific Rim. <laughs> they, sh- I still think they should have done that movie as a uh, a Venom prequel. I, I think that would have been brilliant if, at the very end, they would say, "Oh yeah, this is Venom." <laughs> Just sort of shock everyone. What? <laughs> At the end, you see a Marvel logo. You're like, oh, yes. Shit. I, I think that would have been brilliant of of Fox, but or Sony, I should say, Sony. But yeah. Um, welcome to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are uh, we are keeping that cold opening, by the way. <laughs> we are some friends who just have a conversation about movies, and we we record it, and that's what this podcast is. And this week, we watched the movie Nope by Jordan Peele, his third film. Um, one of us is a sinner and has not seen either one of his previous two films. Yorton, what do you have to say for yourself? I think partly because, you know, maybe of horror movies, I typically don't. But after seeing this movie, I'm probably going to go back and uh, check out his other movies. Because I was liking the pacing and everything and how this movie was put together. Well, I will say... I think this obviously it's not his best movie, but in terms of directing, you can really see the growth in his directing when it comes to this movie because it just it. I know I should on Quentin Tarantino, but the guy knows how to direct. I just hate his dialogue. I hate pretty much everything else about his movies, but his direction style, pretty good. And this was very very like. Hey, I'm going to take what you do, Tarantino, but put my own Jordan Peele style on it. And it really felt good. It felt great. Like, to me, it felt like a better Tarantino movie. And that's because you guys know I hate Tarantino. Yes. I mean, not once upon a time, Seth. Seth. Not once upon a time. Not once upon a time. Seth is the king of faces during our 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 case and he's um, lucky my camera's not working today for some well reason. hey i want to build off what you two said what jordan and uh, jerry just said it was like i was blown away by like i was just kind of like man he came out the gate with get out and he just had his own style and it was good and 
the next movie, Us, was it was like, oh, this feels like a Jordan Peele movie. Like, it's just wild to me that it's like he was already, I guess, in his own bag so quickly with this. And then you're right, Jared. By this movie, it's like he's doing things, new things. You know, like he's showing you parts in the movie that come back later on. But when you first see him, you're like, why the hell am I looking at a monkey right now? Like, what is what's happening, right? All fucking guys back. Oh. Yeah, because predator. It's an animal. Yeah. Don't look it's at its all... eyes, man. Don't look at its eyes. That I mean, there's there's a lot of scene. Like, I... okay, Jared, this is your first time seeing it. I'll just yeah. quick thoughts. Hey, I uh, I love the direction style. I love the narrative that was told. I love the story. The actors were really. Great! I texted Seth. I was like, "Dude, Kiki Palmer like crushed it. Awesome. She crushed it." And then um, OJ, uh, well, uh, Dano Kaluuya, his his accent is OJ, was like perfect Southern black cowboy accent. I love that. I've gone oh. shooting with guys that sound a lot like him. Yeah, dude, it was so, it's so good. <laughs> that accent was so perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. Um, and, Seth, this is your second time watching. What did you pick up this time that you didn't really pick up the first time? So the first time I watched it, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I missed the Gordy part of it, and I was like, well, that's weird. But, uh, and I knew there was a reason for it because it wasn't just, like, Jordan Peele doesn't just throw in a chimp for no reason. Like, that's just weird. Uh, and so the second time I watched it, it kind of clicked and made a lot more sense to me. So that's some of the things I picked up. The other thing is also, I picked up more appreciation for the characters, which is my favorite part of watching this movie the first time around, but I picked up an even more appreciation for him and how he's able to let the characters grow in such a short span. Like, cause I'm going to be honest with you, like, like Jerry, when he texted me that my response was Kiki Palmer was really annoying as shit when you first meet her in this movie. And then I absolutely love her by the end of the movie. And she's like one of my favorite characters in the movie. And I love that he, how he's able to take a fully fleshed out character from the jump where it's like, Oh yeah, she's kind of annoying because she's not showing up on time to help out her brother. And then it makes sense by the end and she's not annoying and it's great. And you know, I don't know. I loved her in the movie, by the way, that, Maybe sounded negative, but I absolutely loved her in this movie. Did you see her as Rogue for Halloween? I did. It works. Look it up. With the right director, I think it'd be really good. Um, All right, man. So what was your... Okay, so one of the things this movie really did well was... Spoiler alert, by the way, which we're assuming you saw this movie already. Um... You think it's a I, UFO yeah. movie. I hope so. You think it's a UFO movie. And about 30 minutes before the movie ends, you're like, oh, that's not, a, that's not an alien spaceship. This is something else completely. And the moment that stands out to me, I thought was like, that's, so, that's a brilliant idea. Because I'm, I'm, I'm an idea guy. And the idea that there's a cloud in the sky and you just don't notice it, that it's not moving until you like fast forward your footage, and you're like, that cloud's not moving. That's so cool to me. I mean, is there anything that stuck out to you like that? Where you're just like, what a what a cool idea. Anything like that? 
the thing I've really enjoyed is the fact that it did act and behave like an animal. And it and it took a man who understands how to break an animal to get in its mind and figure out what this thing's doing. And that's what I really like. And so when his big moment to save his sister, when he gives her the eyes back to him, that's the same symbol or thing that he did when he broke his first horse. And so that is like, oh, you're going to break this thing. And that, that was the thing I really liked about it. So yeah, no, it it was just like I like the tale that they had, um, especially with the chimp in the movie, and then the training of the horses and trying to break an animal, and then he was like, "I'm gonna break that spaceship," <laughs> and then when you think about it, you're just like, "I mean, like break it, so you're physically gonna break? No, oh no, you're gonna you're gonna train it because it's acting like a predator. <laughs> oh my gosh." And so just that entire concept is like kind of like wild, but then like seeing it like seeing it happen and then all of us knowing that, oh, yeah, no, that's how it works. And it's just like, oh, shit, like who thinks of this? Hey, I have this alien spaceship or this UFO, but it's a creature. It's an animal. It's a monster. And we're going to essentially like train it to do what we wanted to do. And it's like. What kind of drugs were you on when you thought of this, Jordan Peele? <laughs> I, I want to go on about what another thing that I really enjoyed with this, and it's the brother-sister dynamic in this movie, and the fact yeah. that they picked up the two different sides of their father, where she very much uh, picked up the showman's side while he picked up of like how to train the horses and everything. And even though you don't get that much glimpse into... Uh, Keith Davis, their dad, uh, uh, who plays their dad, there's the small amount that you get, you see that they're pulling off of each other because that quote that we get with Kiki when she first starts in, you hear his dad also use that same quote about the history of their family and company. And, and I just love that she, that's the part she brought from her dad. And then he brought the training of the horses and uh, the, the ranching part. That's um, to add on to that. That's a really good point. I didn't think about it like that. Um, but it's also just a really authentic relationship. It it really feels like their brother sister. I love it because it's such diverse personalities, but they just meld so well together. And a lot of times, people feel like you you have to have like something to connect, and it's like no, just how they beat worked off each other and everything was just like it was such a good family togetherness movie so y'all actually put into words better what i was trying to say earlier so i re i don't know related more to the daniel kalua character than i did the kiki palmer character for many reasons um but so when i was watching it i found her annoying but the thing i was talking about or what i was trying to get at when i was saying like you know the thing i loved about their characters and how he was able to like jordan pill let this movie in such a short span that character grow and my appreciation of her grow is that they did feel so much like brother and sister and that he really did knock that out of the park. So thanks for wording it better than I did. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's where I was trying to go with that. I'm so, glad I put that to words. <laughs> this is an alien movie until it's not an alien movie, but for the most part, it, it, it feels like, Oh, this is an alien movie. So Right before we started re recording, we were like, well, whatever are, are like, let's name our top three or four 
alien. I would say, can we can we narrow it down to aliens on Earth? It's a monster movie. That's what I would put this in. Well, I mean, yeah, technically, it is a monster movie. So yeah. yeah. But it's sold to us as an alien movie. I don't care what we do. Um, I just want to make sure we don't like. I obviously I would pick like Alien, Aliens, but it, it feels like a different genre than this, you know. So I that's how come to... I love Jared's idea of the uh, the kaiju movie because well, thinking about it, I, that's what feels it like. It's just is, a yeah. force of nature movie. He he'll be in the next Godzilla movie. So what are your <laughs> okay monster movies on Earth? Should we take some time and Google this? Let's see here. Uh, I I will uh, I'll, I'll follow this word really quickly uh, to buy all some time. So uh, obviously number one, I gotta go with the uh, the Godzilla movie. Which the one? one with uh, Aaron Taylor <laughs> Johnson and Brian Cranston. Okay. He means the 1999 one. Don't let him lie to you. Oh Jesus Christ! We no. need to watch that one. By the way, that's a fun <laughs> time. No, that is. Oh my gosh, that one I cannot. Bite your tongue, Seth. Please. Uh, the, 20... <laughs> the 2014 Godzilla, uh, the the new American like remake, and it was like really fucking good. It was a good movie. Um, I just hated by the third one they had the nerf Godzilla to have him fight. Um, fucking King Kong. So uh, I hated that one. Can I say what that uh, the the monster movie you or the King? Ugh, my brain's going dumb now. The Godzilla movie you brought up has one of my favorite kills ever in the a monster one, movie. The one where he like forces his fist yeah, down the, the throat, the throws it, and then just goes. Cook and opens it up. Yes, that is just one of the best monster kills ever, and, and that man, was worth the price of admission right there with that when movie. When his spine lights up and he shoots a laser beam for the first time, <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck!" Mm. Like I was excited, especially when it's in the dark and you just see the glowing yeah. spine. Oh yeah, oh, great my shot! Goodness. Um, and then I gotta go with a movie that actually came out this year. We talked about it a little bit. Pray. Prey was so fucking good. Yeah. I still need to see that movie. I want to see it. It's on my list. Dude, zero issues with Prey. I fucking loved it. It is the best Predator movie made. Mm. And I am, yeah, no, I I am firm on saying it it is the best one made. Um, So yeah, watch, watch Prey. I am still stalling a little bit for time. But it's okay. I'm going to find some other I'm going, I'm going to have another right, movie here that I want to talk good. about. Uh, Cloverfield. Because for me, Cloverfield 2008, that was in the middle of my deployment. I just go to a random DD, a DVD store on base, pick this movie up just because I'm just trying to find movies to watch, pop this thing in having no idea what it was. That's the best way to watch that movie when you don't know what's going on. Because that buildup for everything at for the reveal is just awesome. Um, apparently, Monsters Inc. and Monsters University Monster Movie fucking love Monsters University. So Monsters. shout out, shout out <laughs> those two movies. Uh, <laughs> and um, I got I got two more. Hellboy the 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 first one with um, Gilmore Del Toro. 
And, and Zeph, I saw your, I saw your face. Of I was, not. I was waiting. That was, was not waiting. approval. Uh, Where are you no, going? Fourth, I gotta go with the uh, the first one, um, with Guillermo del Toro, and uh, my honorable mention is the movie Super Eight because it felt like a oh, yeah. not it it was it was all right, but I just love the nostalgia. Similar to this movie, where you're ch- half the t- most of the time you're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. So yeah, I love the nostalgia factor of Super Eight and how it was just like a throwback yeah. to like. The 1980 Steven Spielberg movies, and it just felt like a good throwback style of movie. It could have been better. It could have been better. I'm not gonna lie. It could have. Oh, he, but he I that movie without an ending in mind. He was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I got to end this movie somehow." Yeah. So, like I said, it it, it could have been better, but it just it was a good one. All right. So that's mine. Uh, all right, Seth, you ready? So uh, my I got four, and two of them are true monster movies, and two are probably a little bit stretches. I'm not sure if you're going to let me go with it, but I'm going to try. Uh, the first one is Tremors, uh, the oh, original yeah. Tremors movie. Classic, that movie great. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, the next one is Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, the first one. Oh, okay. uh, another I, I love that movie. Yeah, right. I, I love that movie. movie, but we'll allow it. <laughs> I it is. It's a, yeah. It actually falls under the Universal Monster movies. So yeah. I'm gonna really? be honest with you. That was yeah, not no, the it's stretch the one mummy. I had. I know, but yeah. I felt like they just it okay. Okay, whatever. There's a remake of that movie. Great movie. Yeah. Uh the next two are gonna be the ones where you're gonna probably argue definition of monster here with me. Uh I'm gonna go with the ghost in the darkness. I know it's about lions, but oh, I mean I'm just good saying, movie. you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie. I mean, the lines were acting monstrous outside of character. That's where Ooh. my stretch is for it. They, and they, the, because the history behind those animals, because it's based on a real mm-hmm. thing that they were behaving so off of what nature is. So I could say, yeah, it's man versus nature, which is what an alpha predator, which is basically this movie. So I would say it would still fall under what this movie is. And my last one is Jurassic Park. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray's like, I can't complain oh, about it. Like, no matter what, you put Jurassic Park in, you're like, all right. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Another one I just want to throw in, mm-hmm. for, for, and we'll bring up to another kaiju movie, Pacific Rim, man. Just what a fun popcorn adventure movie. Yeah, the first one. I can't wait to make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, second one. All right. Not as exciting. I'll be quick. Um, I got Jaws. Obviously, I think it's just completely awesome today. Um, I was gonna say Prey, but Jared took it, so Predator. Um, Trimmers. I'm not changing that pick. I know it's sharing <laughs> with Seth. Great pick. Um, there's a movie I watched in college called Monsters, and it's a monster movie where this alien. These alien monsters like crashed with some asteroids on Earth in like Mexico. And it's a very eerie movie in that you hear the monsters, but you don't really ever see them because they didn't have the budget to really film them except for like the final scene. And so, like, you know, they're next to you in the woods, but you can't see them. And it's, it's a really good movie. Star Scoot McNary. Um, I suggest you guys check it out. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk positives 
I mean, we've already talked positives, but I mean, Jared, go down some of the stuff you just liked about this movie, man. Hello? Did we lose Jared? I think we lost Jared. All right. Seth, what are some things you liked about this movie, man? So things I like about it, one is it's intelligent and it doesn't treat the audience like they're stupid. Uh, I'll go back to the Gordy thing. Like, I didn't pick up on that at the first time I watched it. In the movie theater, I was still trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the cloud in the sky. And I didn't really care about Gordy. I was just like, this is random. The second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, okay. This makes a lot more sense. Connect the dots a lot more. And so like, I appreciate how it treats me, the viewer, intelligently. I love the way that he shoots his so like the, the look of it, style of it and everything like that's I don't know, this is not gonna be very technical, but it, it reminds me of like a sharp. Like it just makes me think it's everything is sharp looking, nothing looks like lazy, nothing looks cheap, it always looks solid. And then yeah. I loved the characters. No shaky cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shaky cam. Like it, it, it's sharp, it's it doesn't rely on like it's not that they're cheap tricks, but it doesn't rely on tricks to get the point across or to get the feeling across. So it's, you know, I don't know. I love that. And I loved the characters in this movie. Not just the brothers, but like the Fry's uh, angel, right? The Fry's guy. Uh, was it Holst? Hurst? I can't think of the, the cinematographer guy. I loved him. Holst, uh, yeah. Holst, yeah. And then, uh, but like, you know, Glenn from walking dead who had a name in this but will always be glenn to me and everything <laughs> that he's in regardless of what his character name is uh like i don't know, i i loved all the characters in it i thought it was great uh and so it's one of those things where even though i do have some problems at the you know towards the end here all those things make up for a better story for me to that it makes it a good movie and it makes up for the one it I actually only have one issue with it but um well what is it and then Let's talk about it Oh, I don't like the way the thing looks when it unfolds. It looks like me trying to like put a like a sheet fold a uh, <laughs> fitted sheet, and I'm just like to me that was why it looked it looked good as far as like quality of stuff, right? To me, it was a I was like, wait, what? This is it? You didn't like the design of it, yeah? Yeah, exactly. It, it was a and that's really a personal thing, but like everything else was so much better or so good in this movie that. Honestly, that's really easy for me to overlook. Like, I can forgive it for that part. You know what, though? I am going to actually go on the complete opposite with the look of the monster because I actually like the look of the monster. Because the reason why I liked it is because you were scared of it, yet it didn't rely on any of the basic nature uh, features that you typically were with, uh, when you see a scary monster. You were yeah. just scared of it because of the way it was hunting it down and the actions of it. And I thought that was really clever that they didn't go with any trip, like make it like reptile or, or have teeth or make it like a shark or something that typically brings out fear in people. And the fear of it just is from the action of the monster. The unknown. Like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no. So yeah. made me think of a sheep. <laughs> that's fine that's fine i just thought it was funny you you said that because i had the opposite where i liked the design because it was so different but, you yeah. brought up uh you brought up holst the cinema uh the cameraman who like yeah. the hand crank i don't understand the one thing i maybe you guys can help me why after filming was he just like all right eat me like why he wanted he to get the perfect shot man that's what he was trying to do well, yeah, I think he, that was a little too far he, for me 
he kept talking about that the entire movie though so they like alluded to that he alluded to that at the beginning so that's why it didn't like annoy me as much when it happened because at the beginning when they tried to bring him on they were like no nah, it's got to be the perfect thing to get me there like it's got to be the right thing and then when they finally like were able to sell it to him he finally came and he was like oh no it's got to be perfect perfect so they even made that comment like the rest of your life or something. I'm trying to remember the exact quote on it. And he's like, well, better not be based off of my life. And that, to me, sort of hinted at it. There's all these little hints about it where he, this dude's a bit crazy and willing to go for that extra mile for that perfect shot that he wanted. What year was this I, taking place in? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm thinking early 2000s. Well, no, it has to be modern because they brought up about the uh, the uh, recent uh, declassified uh, military videos. So it well, is then, in recent time. Well, then Fry's thriving in twenty. I don't know. I see. I was thinking it was there, there was no line, and there was no line. So I don't know if it was exactly thriving. Oh, it says no. It says Fry's Electronics. Yeah, but I thought you said thriving, like it was doing well. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this. I was like, man, they got this right at the tail end of Fry's Electronics existing, because it died pretty much halfway through the pandemic. Um, that was one thing I noticed. Yeah, I like. I kind of want a special, like a forty-five minute special over uh, that sitcom where the monkey went batshit. Gordy went crazy, like. That's a whole other movie I kind of want to see. Build a whole universe. <laughs> that was no, terrifying. Young as well. I Damn. I will say that they did a great job making that chimp feel unsettling. You're Especially watching it, under the table when you it looks at you and everything. That I don't know what they did to it to make it feel so unsettling, but it did. Covered in blood. I, I it wasn't even necessary <laughs> blood. I. I don't know. Maybe it was, but I was just like that. That that you, could, you could see how agitated that 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 chimpanzee was. Man, he was just so agitated, and that poor guy. Where did he come from? Hey, Gordy, no, Gordy, no. It's like, dude, you were hidden. Gordy did not see you. You have like twenty seconds. You're about to die. Like, why'd you come out to the stage? I don't understand why why he was doing that. But it was scary because you're seeing it from that from his point of view from under the table, and it's, you're just watching this happen. Like, how terrifying is that? Um, Jared, I we felt were... bad for Go ahead, Seth. Sorry, I felt, I felt bad for Gordy. Yeah, you're supposed to, I think, yeah. Like, when he gets shot, I'm like, oh. They but I think you're him. supposed to feel bad. Like, what made him just snap? You know? Like... Oh, the balloon. Yeah, the balloon popping. Remember, yeah. like, when it's the audio? Oh, I'm assuming, anyway. Because I'm assuming, because the second time I watched it, because again, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't, I went in this time intentionally like, what the fuck is up with Gordy? What is going on with this? I am going to pay attention to this. And then when there's that pop or whatever, the balloon popping, I don't know why it popped, but like whatever it popped. And then all of a sudden you start hearing the loud monkey noises. I think the audio set him off. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I was referring to like what built up to that pop. Well, I mean, the thing that well, set him because off, they even you know? talk about it well, because they were like, Try and tame a beast. You don't try and tame a wild animal. You make a deal with it. And then they thought they had trained him like they had tamed him, but still a wild animal. He's still going to act yep. irrationally when things don't 
go according to like the way that he wants it. So that's why you make a deal with it, just as they were talking about like with Siegfried and Roy and the lion that attacked one of them. You make a deal with it, you don't tame it. Jared, we were talking about before you got logged off, like I don't think there's many negatives, so we're just going down our list of good stuff. What do you want to go down? What do you want to talk about? Um, He's chugging wine audience. Oh yeah, I am. No, so what I really loved about it neo-western y'all it's a neo-western mm-hmm. a lot of western themes so. the music the camera it's a, it's a neo-western and the setting we just finished one they were on sicario. horse a lot that was for we, sure we finished one with sicario <laughs> no it's not even that like i mean yeah, like, I yeah, it has the setting the western, yes but like just the way that it went through and then my favorite thing about Westerns is when they do it in acts. They even have, like, um, so they had, like, the Gordy line. They had the um, uh, OJ. They had uh, Jupiter. Jean they the had Jean Jacket. And, like, Jean that's jacket, how Westerns yeah. are. It just, like, it just felt so good. And I was just like, I fucking love, I fucking love Westerns knows this like you know that it, i hate good it, it felt one. slow like a western too so like it it, it, it took its time um the be- like slow burns and like i said like my favorite horror movies are like slow burns and so like hereditary yeah. you know is of course my favorite horror movie of all time hereditary is a slow on, burn a up to like the 45 minute mark <laughs> What'd you say? I said, let me take a shot. <laughs> you brought up hereditary again. Uh, uh, of course. Every fucking episode, I'll bring it up. Uh, it's still spooky season. It may The calendar may say uh, November. It's still spooky season on our podcast. It's been brought up more than any other movie on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not hating on it. It's funny. It's a, it's a fun Between that and my hate it. for Armageddon. That's second. And then Seth's uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighters. <laughs> Vanilla Sky is our most downloaded episode. Just throwing that out there. No, I had no clue. Listeners, what are y'all doing? Vanilla Sky, really? It, uh, did, did, like the Vanilla Sky fan club like enjoy our podcast or something? I don't know. <laughs> if you're the two people listening to our podcast on an Amazon Alexa, please write in at blockbusterhof at gmail.com. Um, that's wild to me. I think we had someone listen on a Wii or something too at one point. Yeah. So, um, anyways, what else did you love about this movie or did you get it all off your chest? Um, well, no, they, and then I'm going to mention what they said about the, um, the brother sister dynamic loved it. Um, and then I like the fries electronics. Yeah. I thought he was a good character. I thought he was pretty good. Oh, and, the electronic guy? Yeah, yeah and then, like, dude, literally, about to get sucked up in the sky by this fucking jellyfish. He's like, hey, I got, like, three seconds to think of a way to not die. Let me hurt <laughs> myself in barbed wire. And I'm like, hey, that fire flight kicked in. So, like, I, 
I, I, I fucking, scene. I fucking love that part. That part was. When real. he landed, I was like, uh, "Is he all right?" Because that was a pretty hard landing he took. Dude, I <laughs> think know. it was <laughs> just the way that he thought so quickly yeah, on his feet. That was quick thinking. Like, yeah, it's one of those things that like feels realistic. That you're like, "Oh, that's not realistic," but I'm like, it's literally life or death. And so it's like 50-50. Some people think of it, some people don't. And when you like go through a situation like that, and you're like, oh shit, I gotta find a way to live immediately. Like, yeah, that's a real thing people do. And it's just like good to see that, like in a movie that he didn't think of like, let me hold on to this tree branch or this root or something. He did something like plausible to live. I think it was wild that that scene where you're like, you see all those people inside. Just like, I guess the throat esophagus of that being—I don't know—and they're just like stuck in there, and they're just yelling. Yeah. And you can hear them yelling from the clouds. That's wild to me. That was just a wild scene. I mean, that's why in Texas that creature wouldn't survive because everyone's packing pocket knives and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> jabbing it into the like Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy too, just stabbing that monster <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> And then it throwing things up like oh throw yeah. up and I'm just like hey that's that's probably the most terrifying part is that when you it doesn't when it doesn't kill you but then you see it like come back and then it's just throwing up something that you saw it like kill and you're just like what the fuck am I dealing with it's like one of those moments I was like what that- hey that's when I love when they went nope. Uh, just like four times. Nope. Yeah, (laughs) I just don't want to deal with that again. Again, Um, because if it like it kills you, it's cool. It's fine. It's whatever. We're all gonna fucking die. Whatever. But then when you see it come back and throw some shit up, that's like a scare tactic. That's like asserting dominance. It's like now I'm more scared. I think my favorite moment where it was like, nope, I, I was going to try to do that, but that's not going to happen. We tried to rescue the uh, TMZ guy and uh, yeah. sees the reflection on the helmet. He's like, sorry, man, I was trying to rescue, but this thing's got you. <laughs> hey, can we talk I about like how- when they pretty much tell the audience, I wonder what happens to an electric bike when it hits this magnetic field that just turns it off going 60 <laughs> miles an hour. And then we should we see it fucking happen. Um, Let's go. We our our thoughts have just kind of have been. Spur- I love this about it. I love this. Let's let's talk about some scenes. Let's talk about some of our favorite scenes here, and we'll nominate a best scene here at the end. Um, I want to talk about my favorite scene. I don't think it's gonna win. I really don't. I don't think. I think you guys like it, but I don't think it's you're gonna pick it. But it's when you still think it's an alien movie, and he's in his barn, and those little alien heads start popping out. I was freaked the fuck out. I was like, oh my God, they're doing it. They're showing you these aliens right now. And it's early. And the way those, it turns out to be like teenagers dressed as aliens. But I felt what Daniel Kaluuya was feeling. I was like, yeah, get the fuck out of there right now. Nope. Get the fuck. He punched that little kid. <laughs> that was my other favorite note, though, when he was like going to take a picture of that one. And that second one shows up and he's just like, Nope. I'm out of here. <laughs> I like how he's like, okay, this one not seem to be doing anything. Let me take a picture. And then sees the second one pop up. He's like, I'm out. 
they were moving was so believable like oh god these are the aliens because they were moving in like sporadic ways and it was just like this is the aliens 30 minutes in what the fuck yeah i felt that first time okay go back to the first time you saw the movie signs and when you first see that alien walk by on that like found footage i had that same feeling during this moment and i was i just felt it was such a well-directed scene i was like i mean the reveal kind of takes the air out of it right yeah but for that first two minutes you're just like this is to be honest it did have a lot of that same feel of of the signs because i actually thought about that movie when that scene came up and the alien pop in like oh this reminds me of signs i was just like where are we going what's going to happen so that's my vote um I guess we could talk about the scene too, where Glenn from The Walking Dead is like, uh, "Hey, audience, I know you wanted to see a show, but I'm going to show you a fucking UFO." And uh, yeah, I'm not crazy. Here's a UFO, and then it just eats everybody. This is um, the last UFO you'll ever see. Yeah. That's the first, that's the last thing you'll ever see. And the lady in the crowd with the messed up face. Mm-hmm. Like from from Gordy, like I thought that was a nice touch. Um, what scenes stuck out to you guys that you want to talk about? Seth, you go first. Okay, so every single time he said nope was a favorite. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I also really, really was enjoyed Angel from Fries. I'm not sure if that's his actual name. I know she called him Angel. I couldn't tell if that was a term of endearment or his well, actual yeah, name. Yeah, it like, so, I think that's his Angel name. Torres was what they have him credited as, so I'm guessing that's his actual name. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I really liked just about every scene he was in. Uh, but I don't know. So, like, that's the thing about this movie. There was not, like, one single scene where I was like, oh, this is just amazing. This is great. Because the part I enjoyed most about it was the characters, and it was their growth of the characters so it's like little moments in the way that they would respond to each other and react to each other that i loved so i don't really have a good answer for this question as far as like what's the my favorite scene or moment as much as it was just i loved like when they would like high five each other and stuff like the brother and sister like i loved stuff like that that was the things i loved about the movie so like i don't have a a best scene or a favorite scene it's the small moments within a bunch of different scenes that I like. You want to go in a particular scene between those two? It's when they're first coming home and it's late at night and he's uh, OJ's sort of walking away and then uh, uh, Kiki was like, just comes up and sort of just like jumps on him in the back and everything. And I just love that scene because that's just such like a brother sister thing to do. And I think that's to go off of your just like those moments to, of them together just like oh this is just a nice family here yeah um Jared you got one so I got the end shot um, where he's at like Jupiter's place and then you see like OJ the shadow of OJ on the horse I'm trying to get what the final thing said because uh, it was after she took a photo in the old timey well. Uh, yeah, and then right. the. Um... I feel like they even played like the little whistle, the Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They had some sort of Western theme going on. 
So where he was standing in Jupiter's claim, and then like over above him was the. I was trying. I'm trying to get what it said over the top of the. Um, like the marquee above him, it said, "Y'all be safe now," or something like that. Or <laughs> y'all go ahead. Which makes sense because it's right when they're in, uh, exiting the park. So yeah. <laughs> Um, is that your favorite scene, though, Jared? Yes. Keep going. I'm trying to I figure mean, out. I think it's too because he's just like a superhero. He's just kind of there in the cloud of dust. It was pretty good. <laughs> Nothing's going to top the aliens for me. So you find what it said, Jared. I think we all have our picks, though. And there's so many good moments that we don't even agree on which one's the best. So I think that's a tribute to how well directed the movie is. Um, and I think it's just third best movie which is crazy to me um i like it yeah yes seth make that face like i said king of the faces i like <laughs> us a little bit more it's more oh horror. no way no way yeah. but either way um let's go to six man here no i'm sorry mvp of the movie who's the mvp of this movie i think it's is it kiki i think i have to go with her because I didn't like her at first, and then I ended up loving her. And as much as I like Daniel Kaluuya in this movie, I think I gotta go with her. She made me laugh quite a bit. So did he, though. With the nope, he's just such a a simple yeah. man. Can nope. we do? Can I just what? say both of them together? Can I? Can is that? Can I like have a co MVP between the two of them? Because I, I, I know it's cheating. I feel like that's cheating. But that's cheating. All right, then if I gotta choose between the two of them, I think her. But I feel like Jordan Peele's getting robbed here too. Though it's like all three of them are kind of like, I don't know. Well, well, we'll wait. You be the tiebreaker, Seth. I'm gonna go with Jordan Peele. Jordan, who do you have? You got to pick. I am going to go. Uh, yeah, I am going to go with Kiki with Daniel Kalula close second. But yeah, uh, just because. The reason why I'm picking her in particular because her interactions with Daniel emphasizes Daniel. Like she helps bring out Daniel even more, uh, having more character in him. Yeah, and so that is why I'm going to go with Kiki. Jared MVP. Um, I gotta go with Daniel Kaluuya, and the reason why is because the character of OJ is such a badass. But he's like quiet. He's like a quiet badass. Because remember, they just found this thing that just ripped apart their childhood fucking home. Knocked Daniel Kaluuya unconscious and just wreaked all kinds of havoc and killed all these people. They just found all this out. Then Daniel Kaluuya said, I'll I'll get what we need. I'll get the photo. I'll do it myself. I'm not afraid. I can train it. I can tame it. Or not train team, but I can work with it. We're going to be able to make a deal. And just the balls to do that with this not of planet Earth object thing, this apex predator. I I fucking love it. And I just love like that character, OJ. Um, so sad. Yeah, he, the, the, that this movie is a really good way to make how to make a regular person almost seem like a superhero without having uh, like amazing abilities. So to go off of what Jared says with Daniel, good point too. But 
But Seth has, and he has to give out an award. We each picked one of the three candidates, and Seth is going to be the tiebreaker for this award that really doesn't matter because we're a small podcast, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we're getting so that. I, uh, I, I thought all three were great. I, th- I think uh, Jordan Peele obviously made the movie, and it was his vision, and he did a great job with that. I think, uh, you know, Kiki Palmer was fantastic. I mean, I she annoyed the hell out of me, and I ended up loving her. And I think Daniel Clue was amazing because, you know, he was, I don't know, he had some of my favorite parts. But I'm going to go with Kiki Palmer because I can't stress enough how much she annoyed the hell out of me. And then I ended up loving her by the end of the movie. That's a drastic change. And that's hard to pull off in a movie. Hey, For me, I, anyway. I, I am no not mad not. at that at all. Because, like I said, I texted Seth. First thing I said was like, dude, Kiki Palmer is amazing in this movie. And she's like crushing it. And I mean, she, like, again, going into her being annoying, I mean, she was crushing it at being annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, other yeah. way. She didn't change characters mid-movie. Way. Yeah, she didn't change characters mid-movie. That's one of the things I loved about it. It's like, it's just the movie made it to where you appreciated her because, like, even though, uh, sorry, Zion made a three. Uh, but, like, it, it's just... I don't know. It made it from, which went from annoying without changing character at all to being like one of my favorites. And that's impressive as hell. So yeah, I'm gonna go with her. All right. Kiki Palmer with the win. Um, hopefully she's our new rogue. Um, six man. So we have a, we have a few nominees here and I will not accept anyone else as a nominee because they're main players. We have angel. We have Holst. We have Glenn from the walking dead <laughs> and we have Gordy. Is there anyone else? Because I feel like everyone else is a major player. All right, cool. I'm going Gordy because he came in for two minutes and fucking was riveting. I mean, he probably doesn't deserve it, but I would just say that that's up there with one of the best scenes of the whole movie, and Gordy was behind all of it. So I don't know. That's my pick. I am going with um, Angel, Angel Torres, because to be, like, obviously, like, we all know Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, some of the finest actors out there, like just period. And then to come in as like a third character, treasury character, to just like, okay, let me play off of these guys. I, they're like some of the best in Hollywood right now, like, but I'm trying to play off of them. And I thought he held his own. Like, shout out Michael Wincott. Yeah, or no, not Michael Wincott. Um, Brandon Perea. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Perea. No, shout out Brandon Perea. He played Angel. I thought he did a really good job playing off of both of them. So he didn't annoy me, and I think that's that was a really good move because if you're playing off of two like extremely good actors like that, and you come off any kind of flat, your character is going to annoy me. Every time you say Angel, I think of uh, David Boreanaz, and I keep reading <laughs> this kid's name was. With Angel in the movie. Yorton, who's your sixth man? I'm going to go with Angel because, like Seth with Kiki's character, he was super annoying to me at the beginning. And then at the end, like, he was, it was like, I was really enjoying his character. And, like, just he, how he bounced his energy off the two of them was really fun to see in the movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like he's, He's got to be the pick, even though I went against him. I knew he was going to win. I just wanted to have some variety out there. Seth? 
So I do want to give a special shout out to Michael Wincott, though, as host, because he was really enjoyable on this movie. But the answer is definitely going to be Angel, because I think without him, I actually don't even think the movie wouldn't work quite as well, because he was a nice little counterbalance to the brother and sister duo. And I think he strengthened their the strength of their relationship on the screen anyway. So I think he actually did a great job besides just comedic relief. He was great. So I'm going with uh, Angel. All right. Um, And the next category is the Russell Westbrook Award. Which element would you have taken out? Because it would make the movie better. And I don't think there is one. In my, my opinion. Is there anything you would take out completely? Not like change. Just take out and make the movie better. I can't really think. Uh, Road trip. Best and worst. The worst has got to be Gordy. Can we all agree? (laughs) Okay, so non-Gordy category. Why are y'all taking shots at Gordy? Non-Gordy category for worst. Because, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, Jared, you go first. I need time to think. Who would be the worst on the road trip? And then tell me who would be the best. Um, I would... The worst... I'm going to have to go with... Um, Ricky Juniper. Ju- Jupiter, sorry. Jupiter, yeah. Because um, I think on the road trip, he'll just like reminisce on like all of his childhood like acting stories Child. and how he used to be like really cool. And it's like that, that kid who peaked in high school. That's what I think the uh, trip of Jupiter would be like. Like he would just keep talking about like, you know, back when I was a child actor, or back when I used to do this, or back when I used to do that. It's just like, hey, bro, that's gonna get annoying as fuck very soon. And so, no, that's why I pick him as the worst thing because, okay, dude, the first story from child acting will be cool. Second story, cool. Third story, it's like, hey, bro, like, do you have any of the stories of you as an adult? Um, so yeah sorry gotta go uh, Steven Yoon sorry who I most like to go with it's like yeah we're back yep Uh, I'm Angel because I feel like the dude was like hey let me I'll set up some fucking cameras all over your farm or your stable if you want to and like I just feel like he'd be down for some shit on the road trip like hey Angel you down to do this he's like fuck yeah let's do it those are good picks. I also feel like Angel would steal some stuff from Fry's knowing they're going out of business. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go on this trip. Um, I want to... Okay, I'm just going get to get this out of the way. I'm very predictable. I'm going with Kiki Palmer as my best. All right. Didn't see that coming. I mean, really? I mean, she's gorgeous. She's the only female in this movie. I'm going with her. Um, fair. Everyone else be fair. She's not the only female fair. in the movie. Basically, she is. Um, <laughs> you could go with the one victim from Gordy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look, I'll tell you why. Um, OJ, boring as hell. He ain't going to talk the whole time. He's no. Um, like I feel like from my dad. <laughs> Angel's too young. I we're, he's going to be saying stuff like um, <laughs> I don't you know like uh, on God and Fr and all that stuff. And I don't want to deal That's with it. that. I'm um, I, I, can't do this on TikTok. I just gonna look at him and be like, dude, stop. 
Um, I don't know what you're saying to me right now. Um, and then, Ray over uh, here having high school flashbacks working. Yeah. Uh, Steven Yoon, Yen, whatever. Like you're right. He's just gonna be telling about like stories from a TV show I never watched, and I don't care about. I don't want to deal with that. So Kiki Palmer's fun. She seems like a fun time. She's gonna be doing stuff. She's adventurous and she's good looking. So that's my pick. I'm not a pervert. Um, worst to hang out with. I don't know. I can't pick Gordy. Um, whatever. I'll just pick OJ because, like I said, nothing personal. He just has nothing he's going to offer you except silence when you want to take a nap. I mean, it's a fair it's pick. A- it's a fair pick as well. Seth, you were frustrated. Okay, so my pick, I'm just going to start with who I'm going with I'm gonna, uh, and i'm gonna go with him because he's quiet he's capable he seems chill and relaxed and you know what i'm good with that i'm good yeah i like reading i like sitting on a beach i like sitting by a pool i don't need to go crazy i'm cool with relaxed give me a guy who i can talk to and won't say anything back except for one word syllable responses that's the best conversations i can have with someone i absolutely love it uh and the so worst bored. though is it gonna <laughs> it's gonna be host though like antlers host or whatever because as much as i enjoyed his character in the movie if i had to spend that much time around that much of a hipster dude like that's what he made me think of he made me think of the guy who like would not stop talking eight millimeters the only way to shoot a film yes, <laughs> yes. i'd be like dude we get it <laughs> like i mean I loved his character in the movie. I would not want to ride in a car or take any ro- sort of road trip with that guy ever. No, what right. is that, a digital <laughs> camera you have there? <laughs> That's the pick. That's you know he's, he's into like these weird 4chan conspiracy groups. <laughs> he's into all that weird shit. You know he is. Um, Yorton? Uh, I just wanted a, a little topic about OJ that I sort of curious one to see. They didn't really show in the scene. But well, that scene that I talked about where him and his sister were walking into the thing, they brought up that he does smoke some weed. And I wish we saw a little bit lit up OJ to lighten the mood. I would wonder what that would be like. Anyways, uh, for me, probably the most things. interesting character to, uh, to hang out with, I was going to go with Angel to go a road trip on. Just felt like he would be a fun person to go on an advantage, or adventure. He's just enough that he wouldn't annoy me. But at the same time, he's like, "Yeah, let's let's try this. Let's do this. Looking for an adventure." But yeah, I am with you 100, percent Seth, on Holst. It's like he seems yeah. like the least interesting person to go on a road trip with. Yeah, I changed my pick. Seth made such a good case. I was like, "Yeah, I'm changing my pick." <laughs> um, this movie had a budget of 68 million dollars, and it made 171, so it was a success. And I think it's time to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. So last week, I never remember who wins. Um, who won last week? Was it? Did you? I win? I think I that or Jared did. Oh. It was like we were all with one. What movie one. was it? I won last week. Yeah, because okay. I was supposed to difference. And yeah. 
Okay. Oh, that's right. He got it dead on. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And so, we were like four or five points off of each other. Seth, what did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? And please tell us why. All right. I'm going to go lower than I think it deserves because of the genre. And that is the only reason. But I'm going to say 82, which I still feel is really high for the genre. But I also think that critics respond well to Jordan Peele as opposed to other horror movies that you, like Blumhouse movies. In other words, not that called them out directly, but you know, let's be real. Those aren't the ones that are going to be getting 90 movies. Even if some of them are really, really good, they're not going to get critically beloved. And I think this one has more of a shot of that, but I still think it's horror. So I still think even with the sci-fi element advertised to it, I still don't think it's going to get that high. So I'm going to go with 82. Not that that's my own personal score. Okay. Um, Jerry, I mean, Yorton. So what I'm going to do, and I am going to go, I'm similar to Jared, where I'm going to go lower than what I expect it to be, because I want to remember right uh, that everyone was, like, I heard a lot of critics talking about how, like, this was his weakest film on it. I don't remember there being as much hype as I heard about his other movies. And so I'm going to go lower, and that tied in with horror, and I'm going to go 78. But that's not what I feel like the movie deserves. And if I win, I am going to be a little bit disappointed with the critics. Oh, that's the special recipe to win this game. Go with the one where you're disappointed. I'm going to go higher because it... Us gets a bad rap because it's not Get Out. I mean, no, no, no. Us is not near Get Out. Don't get me wrong, but just because of the fact that the people were just like, this isn't Get Out. And it's like, no, it's a different fucking movie. It's still like, it's still like in the 80s. It still should be in the 80s. Yeah. Now, no, you can make that face. Us should still be in the 80s. And then I think when this movie came out, I think people were over that fact a little bit. So now people could accurately assess this movie. So I'm going to go ahead and go with, I think it's maybe a little bit higher, but I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. Uh, I'm going to go 86. I think it's well, a little I bit higher, could, though. I just want to say that oh, I'm going high anyways. Guys. Wait a minute. I'm the highest anyway. So I'm going to, no, fuck this. 88. That's what I think it is. 88. One of you guys got this on the dot. Oh. I like how I got sandwiched again. <laughs> it's an 82. Oh, oh hey, look Jared, to go with what you said about like people are upset it's not it's there I hate when move, when people hold movies against their previous work and just because it doesn't reach that high peak that another movie had doesn't mean it's trash like people are it's, it's either the best thing or the worst thing ever with a lot of people it's like or it's still just a really good movie that's just not as good as the last one like it's still it's still i don't know i hate i hate culture today and, um sorry sidebar so you can probably edit this out but i do gotta get it off my chest that's my issue with black adam so many people say it's a shit movie no that movie is mid as funk but just because it was over-advertised and they perceived being over-advertised as over-hyped, two completely different things. 
Well, I also feel like I feel like DC doesn't have the high movies. Like Marvel is allowed to have a mid movie every now and then because they've given us Endgame and Infinity War and Winter Soldier. You know, or DC, it's like when are y'all gonna hit it out of the park? They don't, you know, they don't have, you can make mid fucking movies that make money. Like it's okay to be mid. Like, shit, not everything has to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's true. Well, what I was gonna say is this movie got a sixty nine audience score. And I think it's for that same reason that we were just talking about. Yes, yeah, Seth, just... your face actually fits this time. Yes, yeah, Seth. No, is... my face fits for us also, for the record. But I will say that one is shocking because I wonder. I do wonder if some of this also might be the uh, subverted expectations of what they thought they were getting into and they didn't get. Because, like, I didn't get – I wasn't bothered by the non-alien thing because it still felt – you know, as we talked about earlier, alien enough to where I was fine with it. But you, I wonder if some people were having issues with that because that's a sa- really low score. You sounded like you enjoyed it much more your second time viewing. I don't know if that's how it yes. did, but that's what I got from your you talking about the movie. Yeah, so that's because, really interesting. Yeah, because I know when I first said we're going to watch the movie, you were a little subverted on it. But then, like when we watched it this time, you're like. There's actually more shit in this movie I liked than I thought I did. Yeah, like I enjoyed it my first time through, but I my takeaway when I left the movie theater was I enjoyed the first three quarters a lot more than the last little bit. And then when rewatching it, my takeaway was I enjoyed the whole movie. So and, yeah, and it's, yeah, I agree with you, Ray. I think it's the thing that just because the movie doesn't like spoon feed you exactly what you want does not mean it's bad just because it doesn't give you what you specifically want objectively doesn't mean it's a bad movie it's if it's not your cup of tea it's not your cup of tea i suggested a movie to seth the other day called deep red which we'll talk about when we do our bonus episode it's 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 like seven it's like it's in the style of seven before seven was made it's the italian horror film but it's not my cup of tea it's not my cup of tea in horror films. But objectively, it's a good-ass fucking movie. And that's the movie that jump-started this whole genre of Gaio style of horror movies that Seven is in the vein of. So it's wildly successful. It's a good fucking movie, but I can just say I don't like it because it's not my cup of tea. That's what we're missing. We're missing legit and thoughtful criticism nowadays. Sorry. Yes, we are becoming we're becoming snakes that eat their own tails because if we keep shitting on original content creators out there that are giving us well directed, well made, thought provoking movies that are also just fun popcorn movies like this, like and we bitch about it, like just because it's not as good as the last one he made, like we're just gonna run out of then it literally is just gonna become Marvel and DC and Star Wars and that's all it's gonna be. So, like, people just shut up and enjoy a movie. <laughs> anyway, I mean, in fairness, this movie was much better than his second movie, also. So, there's that. No, I mean, I think so too. I enjoyed us, but I think this movie is much better. How did that contribute to the conversation? It did. I just wanted to troll him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you, but at the same time, he like, just... it's still a good fucking movie. It's still a good fucking movie. That's great now, Seth. You're just. You're running this podcast to the ground. Um, <laughs> this is why numbers of Fidelis guy keep going up. 
Hey, so would you guys recommend this movie? I think we all say yes. We recommend it. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jordan, is this in your Hall of Fame? Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Hmm. Hall of Fame. I... Do I want to go rewatch it multiple? Because that's the key thing. Do I? The rewatch. I, I, I'm going to go. I think if it wasn't, uh, it's mainly due because of Seth enjoying it with his second viewing has me interested in what I would think of it on a second viewing. That I will put it. Want to in hold there. off and wait for Seth to answer? No, it was just more like how he got more out of the movie, and so that has me curious about seeing a movie the second time, if I'm going to find more interesting things about it. Because that's a lot of times why I enjoy watching movies over and over, is the little things I can pick out on it. Thank you, Seth. (laughs) So you're saying yes? Yes. Okay. To make it interesting, I'll go next, and I will say this is not a... I want to watch this movie again. I definitely do. But I don't think it's a movie I want to watch over and over. If I if it is, it's because I'm trying to show someone who hasn't seen this movie. I'm like, you need to watch this movie. This is good. But it's not something I'm going to watch by myself over and over. It's something I'll watch one more time to pick up on stuff. So I want to say no as far as rewatchability Hall of Fame. Um, but it's, it's in the Hall of Awesome. Uh, Jared? I definitely want to watch this movie for a second time. I mean, like, straight up. I, I can go watch this movie again, especially after talking about it, because it has me more me hyped too. about yeah. it. Like, I really want to watch it a second time. And then the thing about it, if I watch it a second time, then I'm probably going to end up watching it a third time, then a fourth time, and a fifth time. It's a neo-Western. I love fucking neo-Westerns. Of course it's in the Hall of Fame. Come on, Ray. What are we talking about? I don't see, like, this is an awesome movie. I'm not shitting on it. I just don't, I've said nothing but good things. I just don't see myself sitting down and watching it over You're and right. over. You're right, it's, it's not Roadhouse. Movie it's not Roadhouse or Point Break. It's not Roadhouse. It's not, it's not Varsity Blues, okay? Um. okay? To be fair, Roadhouse deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I was just mentioning it because movie. it's a terrible fucking movie. But it deserves to be there. This is not the quality with Hall the, of Fame. With the worst henchman ever. I, I can't think of a movie that just had the worst henchman, just comically bad henchman. Um, Anyways. Seth? Thank grief and Street Fighter to answer Jordan's question. But uh, comically... No, I don't know the same guy. I'm just saying oh, okay. that that guy was just really bad. Uh, him and DJ were great. Anyway, uh, so is this movie Hall of Famer? I'm not going to lie. When Jared picked it, I was like, oh, Jared's going to be pissed because my answer is going to be no to this question. But after watching it a second time, I actually changed my mind because there's one thing about this movie. So I watched Get Out, and I love Get Out. Get Out was great. It's a fantastic movie. It's definitely the better movie. And us, no. Uh, but nope is a movie of the three that I would rewatch over and over again because I loved Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya's relationship in this so much to the point where even after I get done watching it and picking up on all the intelligent small things, I'm still going to be able to watch it and enjoy their relationship on the screen enough to where, yeah, I want to watch that again because that was really well done. And I really enjoyed like the characters themselves even more so than just the spectacle of the plot. So, yes, I... I We'll probably rewatch. I bought it on 4K after watching it a second time. So, 
congratulations. Nope, you are in our Hall of Fame. You're in with uh, the 2022 class of the Phantom. Just to name a few. Maybe just give it a slight justice for having such a low audience score. Good God. Uh, such a low score. Bro, like, I want to... F- I want to fight every person who voted low on this fucking movie and show them <laughs> this is actually a good Race fucking out cinema. There. Go to hell. Like, like Street Fighter, unjustly maligned for Let's all of the... Street Fighter Rotten Tomatoes audience score, and let's see if it's higher. No, it's oh, not. That's a good... <laughs> I promise you. Actually, if it is, I'm going to actually be really happy because that movie's amazing and it's avant-garde. It was before its time. It's still not appreciated. Still got one of the best speeches in the movie. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Oh! Find it. Oh, it's... Oh. It's 11% in the audience. Or the 20% in the audience. The 20%. I forgot how low... 20 audience with 50,000 ratings. Not appreciated in its time. That's all I'm going to say. Genius is not appreciated in its time. Look, 50 years from now, they're going to be making movies based off of Street Fighter. Um, Mortal Kombat audience score, by the way, is 57, which is who who don't enjoy that movie. Far too low. Far too low. You know what the... I want to spoil potential movie up ahead that we're going to do. Because I'm going to pick the Mortal Kombat series eventually. I just looked up Annihilation's Rotten Tomatoes score. No. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It is Brett... Now, it's Brett Favre's jersey number. It's four. <laughs> it's a four. It's better than I thought. It's not a four. It's actually better than I thought. Who said positive? I enjoy that movie. Someone who enjoyed their alcohol very much while watching that movie. I know it's terrible, but god damn it, do I enjoy watching my favorite characters be bad. Maybe it's Ray. Ray's James the one that, this movie's amazing. I'm the four. Ray is the one person who made that movie get a four because he's the only one who said positive. Um, okay. Is it Jordan? Is it your turn to pick? I think it is. Christmas movie. Oh, I am. Not set for that. <laughs> I'll add it into post. Um, okay. All right. So Jordan will just message us and just uh, uh, Jared. Justice for your comments about Black Adam. While the toma- uh, the uh, critic score is thirty nine percent, the audience score is a very healthy eighty nine percent. I'm telling you, I would rate the movie fresh because it's mid as fuck. And if the I heard was- a lot. A lot of reviewers that I like where it's like, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. And that's what <laughs> so. I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a good fucking movie to watch. And, like, the Royal Julia Award goes to fucking um, um, Pierce Bronson. Oh, he bisoned it? He, he bisoned yeah. the shit out of that. From, from what I, I've heard, that's I've heard that from a multiple people. Like, his, his character is just. Awesome, and then, you know, I haven't Hodge seen it yet. Tried, I haven't seen it either yet. Aldous Hodge tried, but he the script did not help him because Aldous Hodge is oh. a good actor. But the script, I love him. But yeah. the script, like, I gave him the Rock script. 
Yeah, because from what I've, I'm hearing, the movie basically has a script from like the early 2000 superhero movies. It never got updated from when they first started the movie. Yeah, basically. But like, <laughs> yeah so like Aldous Hodge tried. But why are we still recording? Because uh, I have to sign off. Hey, we're going to keep this conversation going, but thank you guys for listening. And uh, next week we start our Christmas theme movie extravaganza. <laughs> And then we're just going to dump a bunch of bonus episodes on you. So uh, until next time, I will see you guys later. Maybe that should just be like a little half fun episode. Yeah, we're keeping it in. We're keeping I, it yes, in. I hope you keep that in because that's really funny. Jared just stops all saying, guys, why are we still recording? I, started, oh, yeah, I, I was talking, you know, like, this is our Craig's face. And I'm like, wait, why are we still recording? <laughs>